Hello, everybody, and welcome to All in One Dallas Sports. Today, we got a special pod for you as we're going to be kind of diving into an uh, the offseason for the Mavs and what free agents that we think they should be going after. And we're going to kind of rank those free agents and categorize them to, to break them down entirely into their kind of what type of player they are you know, based on their money, their value, and all that good stuff. But first, we're going to start off with a little bit of bet talk. So this pod will be coming out on Wednesday, July 14th. We are recording this on Monday, July 12th, though. So looking ahead to Wednesday's games, I have P.J. Tucker and Bucks win in a parlay plus 172. The P.J. Tucker prop is over 5.5 points, which you can play that at 100, but I also think the Bucks win, so might as well lay them together for plus 172. I got Drew Holiday over 34 points rebounds and assists i think you know he's a really good player of course i think he's not been the most consistent in this series but i think back-to-back games at home you know i kind of got his he, he played well last game banged five threes 21 points i think he gets back on his feet and has a big game over that's minus 106 so in today's pod, we're going to be going over a little bit of Mavs free agency. It's starting up pretty soon. We got the front office intact, so it's time to start talking about it. We got some big free agent names here, all listed, different categories, positions, and Mac is going to break those categories down for you. So today on this podcast, we're going to be talking about point guards, combo guards, and shooters. And then on the next pod, we'll be talking about wings slash big wings, bigs, and rim protectors. But each category has three different sections. You have the A section, which is the high end, a lot of money. You have the B section, which may be overpriced, may not be, just depending on how the market is. And then C is vets and bargains. But starting with the point guards on the high end for free agency, we have Kyle Lowry, Mike Conley, Chris Paul. All three of those guys would fit in super well with the Mavs. I mean, we can see the impact CP3 has had with the Suns. And not saying I, I fully expect CP3 to stay with the Suns, whether he accepts his player option or gets a new contract. But we're just going to be listing all the free agents. But Kyle Lowry and Mike Conley... Um, would be what Chris Paul is to the Suns for the Mavs. Yeah, and the one big thing about all three of those guys, besides them being a little bit old, is they all have a ton of playoff experience. Uh, you know, Mike Conley on that grit and grind Grizzlies with Gasol. They beat the Spurs in the playoffs. They were a great team. Now he's had some success with the Jazz. He's been on and off with injuries, but... You know, he's been playing well. And Lowry, obviously, won the championship in 2019. Played for a great system. Great coach, great guys. And now we see Chris Paul in the finals. Yeah. And, like, these are all going to be a lot higher end than anybody 
also we mentioned in the point guards, but like Chris Paul is making like I think he has like a forty million dollar player option or forty four or something. Mike Conley just came off a three year thirty million dollar a year contract, and Lowry um, is also up there with money. But you think about it, like Conley, do the Jazz go that deep into the tax? Uh, to bring back Conley. Anything about Lowry, they had the fourth pick this year. If they want to start their rebuild and they could move off like Siakam and get like Wiseman 7 and 14, I know that's been kind of rumored. Like they have a great start to a rebuild. Does Lowry want to stay there? Mm-hmm. You know, he's older too, like we've said. So maybe he wants to go join a team that he can like impact immediately, be in the playoff contention. Because um, every player loves to play in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing, especially when you get to that this age where you're like, this might be my last contract where I'm a starting point guard or like close to it. Um, they might even retire after that if they don't want to be a guy that comes off the bench, you know? Yeah, and would you rather play for the 29th best team in the league, not even making playoffs when your career is coming to a close? No, you want to be at least contending. You right. know, I'm not saying join the Brooklyn Nets, but... You know, go to a team that you think will be a great time. You'll be a contender. And that your impact impact will still be there. Because you Mm -hmm. don't want to just sell your career off by getting like a small – like going to the Nets and getting like a full MLE is pretty much saying I'm done getting money for – I literally just want championships. But like I don't think that's the type of guy Kyle Lowry is. You think he's got more in the tank. Same with Mike Conley. Yeah, and like I don't – yeah, I – I just don't think any of these players are going to want to go be a backup point guard who plays 20 minutes a game. And it's like a fourth option at best on the court with the other big three. But those are some of the guards. Um, In my next category, I have Dennis Schroeder. I have Drogic in this category, but I really think it depends on if the Heat accept his team option, which is at $20 million. Because um, if he's a free agent, he might be in like the vet bargain category. Because uh, there's not a ton of teams with cap space. Just before we get way too into this, there's not a ton of teams with cap space, but there's a good amount. The Mavs are one, so you have to think these guys are going to have to find money somewhere. It's just where are they going to find the money? Um, but Dennis Schroeder, Goran Dragic, Spencer Dinwiddie, Lonzo Ball is restricted. Reggie Jackson. And I put Devontae Graham in this. He's also a restricted free agent. Um, So for the restricted guys, first and foremost, you're going to have to offer a lot more money than you'd feel maybe comfortable giving. Especially Lonzo. Yeah, but did you see that report of the uh, Pelicans that don't think they'll match any offer? Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's good news if you're a big believer in Lonzo. But, Jake, out of this list, give me your top two fits for the maps. Factor in in price. Because you know, like, Schroeder wanted, like, 5100 or 110 mm-hmm. um, Then what he wanted? 5125 <laughs> Uh Reggie Jackson's going to get a contract. That's why I put him in this category, because it's, like, maybe overpriced. Like, I think he'll be overpriced. But top two fits. Top two fits, and hear me out, I think Lonzo and Dragic. If 
he's not going for 20 mil. If he's going for teens, I think that's okay. But just because of Luca, I mean, if if the Mavs added JJ Barea to the coaching staff and then added Drogic to the team, I think what more can you do to make your superstar love your team and city and want to stay there? That's two of like his best friends. And I, I'm not putting Dinwiddie in the top two purely because of that comment on 25 million a year. There's absolutely no way would I ever give him 25 million a year. If he could shoot threes, maybe we're talking, but he's about a 31 or 2% clip. He sh- his best career three-point shooting like season ever was 33%. That was four years ago. And that's not he, what we need. He, he shot like 30% last year on six attempts a game. And he's he's a great scorer. He's just kind of like great value DeRozan almost, but for the price of DeRozan. Yeah. It was like I heard this. I saw this thing on Synergy. It was he was a top seven player in points per possession on straight isolations. Which is good. Which is good. But he was also number – he was second in drawing fouls in isolation out of that group. And he just went to the free throw line a lot. But, like, his pull-up jumpers are not at the level that you'd think. When and his three. Yeah. You know, but, I'd rather have uh, Tim Hardaway. Honestly. Yeah, I think I think Dinwiddie does more than Tim. Like I take if it was the same price, I'm taking Dinwiddie over Tim. Same, but factoring in price, I'm taking. Yeah. Tim. So my top two fits are actually like Lonzo and Drogic too, because like you can view Drogic as like that veteran kind of leadership. Like when you look at like the Suns and like how differently they've changed, adding like CP and Jay Crowder, like. Drogic can do some of what CP's done for the Suns, but you also don't need Drogic to do all of that or do what Chris Paul does because Luka's better. Than... Drogic was also coming off an injury in the bubble, wasn't he? Yeah. He got... just, it wasn't I, – I think he's going to have a better season. Yeah, and next like – season than last. He's the type of guy that can like also keep Luka in line. You know, like mm-hmm. it's somebody Luka respects and it's – yeah, he's he's been with them since he was, you know, young teenager. Yeah. Um, and then my next other fit is Lonzo, just because Lonzo is six six, playmaker can shoot three well. Um, Fine defender. I'd say even like above average defender, like, and especially when you have all that length, like that's the thing, like. I want length on the team at the next guard position. Like, if it's Drogic, it's it's like a different thing. Because like, if Drogic starts for us, he he very might well. But then at the same time, he might come off the bench. You know. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, I'm pretty. I'm on the Lonzo train. Uh, even though, like, there's. I'd some like Lonzo. Like, yeah, same. As, and like. I don't know. His game is just so fluid. Like it looks so like. His shot looks nice too. Yeah, it's his shots looking better, and like just having another playmaker with that size and say like, "Hey, go run the second unit." Like, you can change up the tempo with him too. Like, he can get out, get in transition, like fill some voids that we don't have. Yeah, and if 
we if we didn't end up with Tim, you know, he might find himself. I'd I'd hope we'd have some other players on top of Lonzo, but he might find himself starting a few games too. Oh, I think guard. if we have Lonzo, he'd start. Yeah. Every game, I just like I was I meant like a second unit, like like him and KP would run the second unit um, mm-hmm. together, and like Luke would come back in. So my third category is point guards who are vets and bargains. Um, I put Patty Mills. Derek Rose, which I don't know what Derek Rose is going to get in the market. Um, TJ McConnell and Caruso. I think all these guys would bring something to the Mavericks. Um, I'd be interested if like TJ McConnell seems like just that gritty grind backup point guard. Like there's a decently pass. long YouTube compilation of TJ McConnell stealing inbound passes. <laughs> Like there's quite a few times he's just like a hustle guy. He's like the modern Matthew Delvadova. Mm-hmm. That 2016, but yeah, better honestly. Yeah. Um, Derrick Rose is like a score off the bench. Uh, Caruso, good two way guard. Like can get to the rim a little bit. He's a Doesn't, really good defender. Really, really good defender. Um, and then. If if you told me Patty Mills plays like he does in FIBA, then yeah, Patty Mills is <laughs> getting me Patty Mills. And D Rose brings that secondary ball handler. Yeah, and like these, like I think some like Caruso's obviously not a vet, but I put him in this because I, he could be a bargain just depending on like what the market gives. Because there, like I said, there are so many players that are going to get more money than Caruso. And there's just like there's just a list of wing like guards that are scores that are obviously going to get more money than him. So it's just kind of interesting to see where all this money ends up. But yeah. do you have any other point guards you'd like to add or talk about? Um, I don't think I have any I want to add. I think we didn't really touch on Devonte Graham, so I'll just say defense. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I would not want him so much. And like, I don't know if Charlotte lets him go. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it'd be a sign and trading. Like, I don't want another six-one point guard. It's just having like a Jalen Brunson. Like, mm-hmm. they they play their games a little differently, but exactly. Um, so I don't think the Mavs in general would go after him. But at combo guards, we have one player in the A category, Demar Derozan. Um, average like. 25 and five and seven this past year really underrated passer yeah he's improved his assist totals um i remember in toronto in his first couple years it was like one assist then it was like two i think he got up to like three at best and then he went to san antonio had two seasons of five assists and then the last two seasons he's been around six or seven Mm -hmm. yeah he's 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 evolved his game and even more, you know, if he could pass like this while he was in that Toronto prime, it would have been scary. Yeah. Um, they might not have been LeBronto. <laughs> the one thing, like DeMar DeRozan checks all the boxes of what you want in a secondary ball handler, except that he doesn't shoot the three. Yeah. Kind of like what we were saying, great value Dinwiddie. I think DeRozan's better in every offensive aspect essentially, than Dan Woody. 
except they're both just poor three-point shooters. Yeah, like DeRozan shoots 1.1 a game at a 23% clip. E- Yikes. Yeah. Well, and he like, averages 25, so. Yeah, I, he's a he's efficient in the mid-range. He gets to the free-throw line. He uh, gets to the basket, and it's just that's, kind of. That's one important point. We don't have anyone except Luca and kind of Tim that can just take the ball to the hoop. Yeah, and like during the regular season, if we went out, we signed a Rosen this season or this off season. We're a top three seed in the West. Yeah, no doubt about it. In my mind, that's another. Like, that is. Yeah, he's absolutely a floor raiser. You know, like a guy who can give you twenty five on a given night. I mean, average is twenty five, so like maybe could give you like thirty. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't know. He'd be. And it, KP DeRozan picking pop too. Yeah, I think there's a lot of pluses. It's just like if the Mavs don't think that his three point shooting is going to be an issue in the playoffs and like, he'd be a great fit if they're right about it, a phenomenal fit. But I don't know about when we get to the playoffs. Like there's something, there's some other people I'd like to give my money to. Like I would prefer maybe to get like a Kyle Lowry over like a DeRozan. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, for sure. Just because his ability to shoot the three. Mm. And you can't really play like Damar and like Willie Colley Stein on the court together. Yeah. You'd have to. Unless you just decide to like slow the tempo and play like play some one-on-one eyes in the post. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this next category, Victor Oladipo, Bruce Brown, Gary Trent Jr., Josh Hart. Um, I have no idea what Victor Oladipo is going to get in this market after back-to-back injuries. Like to be honest, I don't want to touch him. No, same. I don't either. But if you told me you could get him for five million dollars a year, oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, what team wouldn't match five million a year? Well, he's not restricted. But it's like. Yeah, but would he take five million a year for Dallas instead of like eight million in LA? Or something like that. No, I like I don't know. I might even take him for eight. Um Yeah. Just yeah. that once you get into those high teens. I, I wouldn't want to pay him over twelve. No. Maybe for just for the injuries. Yeah. Give me um, Indiana Victor Old Depot, yeah. We're talking. Then you have Bruce Brown. Um Restricted free agent from Brooklyn. It's gonna be interesting. I'm curious if one team out there's like offers him like a bigger deal and like Brooklyn, I dare you to match this. Yeah, like just because or something. Like even like I don't even think Brooklyn wants to pay him ten. Would you rather have Bruce Brown making, like, or Blake Griffin? Two million. Uh Blake Griffin. Future. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like. All their yeah. money's tied up into three people. Like I don't, you can't offer a guy like Bruce Brown over ten million dollars because they also have, like. Yeah, maybe he takes a cut just to stay. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I wouldn't blame him. Kerry Trent Jr. from the Raptors, dude's a bucket. I love him. I'm I'm so high on him. He, that that one game he had where he was like seventeen for twenty three with like what did he have forty eight one forty eight something. Yeah, it's that sold me. 
And he's just a great shooter. Yeah, he's like I put him in this category because I don't think he's like I think he's like a combo guard because I think he can do like more than just shoot. Like he's got like a lot more to his game. So I didn't put him in the shooters category, but he's a great shooter. Um, and yeah, I he'd be awesome. Um, and then you have Josh Hart, who's also restricted, but I'm not sure if the Pelicans want to bring him back. And he's kind of like got some good defense, decent shooter, kind of does a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So that's the B list. Um, moving on to the C list, Garrett Temple, Kent Bazemore, Alec Burke, Reggie Bullock. And I will tell you, I want Alec Burke on this basketball team. Really? Why is that? Because he's shown in stretches that he can do things like Tim Hardaway Jr., like Dennis Schroeder, like any of those guys, he shows flashes of that. So if you get him for cheap, he's a vet, can come off your bench. Like even in the Knicks series, in the playoff series, there were moments where Alec Burke would take over the game. Like short little like three, four-minute spurts. But like that's perfect for what you want in a bench play. Like sometimes he's on, sometimes he's not. If he's not on, doesn't need to play. You know, but like being able to have the ability to go to like a vet like that and say like, hey, we're playing to you like 20 minutes tonight. That's game plan. Like go out and get us 12. You mm-hmm. know, like he's got the offense, offensive capability to do that. So that's why I think he'd be a great fit because he'd be so cheap too. You know, it's just a matter of opening up a roster spot for him. Yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, I think Reggie Bullock wouldn't be, you know, that shouldn't be our only move. But if it was a move we made, then I wouldn't be upset. Um, you know, he's, he's sort of a gritty, decent gritty. shooter. I wouldn't want to pay him. but No, and, like, I don't think any of these guys in the C category – are going to get paid like, mm-hmm. any real type of money. But, they, like, I would take any of these vets, like, because I think it's so big to have vets on your team. Yeah. Not. Well, coming up after the break, we'll get into shooters. Jumping into the shooters category, A-list, I have Tim Hardaway Jr., Norman Powell, Evan Fournier, Duncan Robinson. He is a restricted free agent. Um, yeah, I'm – any of those – any of these guys, especially like Tim, Norman, and Duncan, I think would fit perfect with the, what the Mavs are and like would fit in super nicely. I'm not huge on Evan Fournier. Um, I, I yeah. really don't. Yeah, he's kind of aging. And... Yeah, and like I just don't like, – I don't see how the Celtics don't return him after giving up that haul they gave to get him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Duncan, I'm not sure if it's realistic to get him. Because the Heat can just match whatever offer. Um, unless the Heat are swinging for, like, Kawhi. But, I mean, they could still bring him back because they have Bird. Yeah. Um, then you have, like, Tim Hardaway Jr., Norman Powell. I'm interested to see what these guys get in the market because I think Norman will get more than Tim. I don't know if you agree with me or not. Yeah, I agree. Um, but it's just so interesting, though. Like, like I said, there's – like, Dallas – possibly has 34 million dollars in cap space and we're one of like the top three teams with cap space and it's like you like people say like oh the knicks have cap space well they have a they have, they're have a, like around 30 
because they got to bring back Julius Randle, you know, and like they've got some other free agents and if you like Alec Burke, Reggie Bullock, if you let Derrick Rose, if you let all those guys go, then they might have like 30, 35, but then they get money from some other team. It's just, it's interesting to see where it goes out, but I think both, like we've seen Tim play super well. I don't feel comfortable giving any of these guys 20 million. Um, Norman would be the only, if we, if it had to be someone, it'd be Norman. Yeah. Um, but like if you get Tim in like the 12 to 15 range, like that's a perfect contract, like three year, 50 million. Like I'd even do that. Yeah. Um, puts him at like what? 16 ish, 17 ish a year. Um, that's probably like the highest I'd want to go for Tim. Cause I don't think he doesn't do it. I like, he was great in some of the playoff games for us, but he doesn't stay consistent enough to get $20 million a year because when you start talking about like who $20 million a year players, they need to be consistent and they need to be a, like obviously we'd want a second option and move like KP to the third. If KP still on the team, but like even getting $20 million a year, like when the salary cap and Luke is making like 39, 40, you've got to be, good good you know like be consistent give you 20 and that sort of stuff yeah i um if tim plays like he did like that last third of the season or so including some of those playoff games where he was averaging like 25 over some stretch like yeah he's worth he's worth some money but if you go if you factor the first two-thirds of the season in he was like a $12 million player, maybe. But I think he stayed relevant and stayed and maintained the ability to make some money because of that last third of the season that he had where he was playing really good. But it's interesting to see what's going to happen in Portland, sort of that three-headed guard monster, because Annie and all of them could be gone. I don't think Portland wants to get rid of all of them, but... You know, if Dame leaves, then what does that do for them? Yeah. It's interesting to see. And, like, he, here are his playoff stats. Game one, 21 points, 61% from the field. Game two, 28 points, 64% from the field, 75% from three. Game three, 12 points, 28% from the field. Game four, four points, 12% from the field. Mm. Game five, 20 points, 31% from the field. Game six, 23 points, 47% from the field. Game seven, 11 points, 35% from the field. 11% from three. Mm. So, like, that's that's what I mean. Like, there's just those, like, inconsistencies. And, like, we won game one and two when he scored 20 and shot, even shot 31%. We still won that game. Um and then, yeah, it's just – he also doesn't, like, get a lot of assist. You know, he's not a playmaker. Yeah, he's just a scorer. Yeah, he's gotten to the cup better each and every year. Yeah, like, just those – in yeah, just inconsistency. Like, inconsistency just can't be in your starting rotation in the playoffs if you're trying to win the whole thing. Yeah, and 
if you want to take a look, like I have some norm stats from his playoff run. I'll just run through his field goal percentage: twenty-seven percent, fifty-five percent, fifty-seven percent, seventy-three percent, thirty-eight percent, forty-six percent. Obviously, a lot better percentage-wise. Uh, it was like 10, 15, 18, 29, 13, 17. He also wasn't asked to do as much as Tim, because um, Tim was like the only. I'm using air quotes when I say the secondary ball handler the Mavs really had because, like, Jalen Brunson was almost unplayable uh, due to his size. There's just some, like, things about Brunson. Like, he does a lot of things great, but, like, when you're that small, it's hard to – like, you can't run, like, a pick-and-roll against the Clippers when they're switching everything. And it's two and, six eight guys in the pick-and-roll. Yeah, and – it's like Kawhi Leonard is guarding KP. You set a screen with KP. It's like they're just going to switch on. And so, like, because he uses the post a lot, you can't use the post unless you have a guy you can, like, body up with. And, like, you can't really even body up with. I'm trying to, like, they just played a solid 6-8, like, almost all around, it felt like. I like, got times Zoom, it was. Kawhi, Paul George, Morris. And, like, Reggie four. Jackson. Like, yeah. And, like, Reggie Jackson played great in the playoffs but like you can get a switch but how much of that is like a good matchup for Brunson? Mm-hmm. um this next category um i probably should have put tht in the combo guards but tht jj reddick brian forbes malik monk um they're all great three-point shooters besides yeah th tht THT should have been who's Taylor Horton Tucker should have been the combo guard for the B category. But these other three guys are all great shooters. Um, JJ Reddick's more of a vet. I just don't know what he's going to get in the market. I think he's trying to get to Brooklyn, honestly. Yeah. Brooklyn and New York, like Knicks or Nets. Um, mm. So like, he'll probably take something small there. But like Brian Forbes is on Milwaukee. He plays well. He's a great shooter. He's from the pop. Um, culture and then you have Malik Monk who a lot of flashes just not sort of same story as Tim just inconsistent yeah and even more so inconsistent Um, yeah like he'll go he'll go five games without breaking 10 points then I'll have 22 the fifth game yeah um so I think like it'd be a good shooter off the bench like if you get him for the right price it's just I'm not even sure what his market's gonna be yeah, I think there's a lot of untapped potential with him, though. He yeah. at Kentucky, I mean that. <laughs> you remember that like 47 point game he had at Kentucky? Like, yeah. Good lord, he he's was a, just he's a torch, and he he's never gonna do that in the NBA. But he could, you know, he just needs to find his spot. He's been yeah. in Charlotte his whole career. Maybe that's not it. Um, my next category. Vets and bargain, vets or bargains. Danny Green, um, Wes Matthews, and Wayne Ellington. Um, the return. The return. Um, any of these guys would be decent, just like veterans that you put at the end of your bench. Um, Danny Green would get minutes consistently. Um, Philly really missed him in the playoffs. Yeah, and really he's pretty him. much been on nothing but good teams his whole career. Yeah, and there's a lot of interest in Danny Green in 2019, and we didn't get him. So, different front office, but Cuban's still there. Interest still might be there. Maybe he doesn't want to return to Philly, you know? Um, 
I don't we're know. actually second in line to get him behind the Lakers. He's, yeah. He said that in an interview. Um, so, yeah. And then we have Wes Matthews, who I don't know how much he'd even play, but he'll sell some fouls. Um, yeah. He might hit a three or two, airball a three or two. <laughs> yeah. And then you have Wayne Ellington. He's just a pure shooter. He's just a three-point shooter. And, yeah, that's those are point guards, combo guards, and shooters. Mm-hmm. So a lot of interesting stuff could happen. Even you know, it's possible we could see a couple of the players we just mentioned on the same team. You know, obviously we're not going to get all these guys. May not get any of these guys. Maybe it's someone else. So we're just waiting for for free agency, seeing what happens. And tomorrow we'll be recording a pod. Um, we have a special guest on. His Twitter handle is at Dead President's Pick. Um, super excited to have him on for bet talk. Um, hopefully he'll be a reoccurring guest and yeah, he's we'll talk about great sports handicapper. He's my favorite sports handicapper on Twitter. He's the best of the best. Absolutely. And then tomorrow's pod, we'll talk about wings slash big wings, um, bigs and rim protectors. And we'll kind of differentiate what we have in each category and it'll make sense then. Yeah, be sure to check us out on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram at All in One Dallas or All in One Dallas Sports. Peace out.